This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I am not your host, Matt Doherty. Today's game will have a special host and we'll talk about that in a second. But this today's game will also be pitting two benchwarmer teams against each other. Those benchwarmer teams will be Scott and Mason versus Eric and JJ. So, Scott, how's it going? What's going on in your world? I am good. Uh, I'm excited. Coming off a nice week of football. That was a lot of fun. I just got Mike Evans from JJ in our fantasy league, so that's pretty exciting for me. By low. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Clippers, Nuggets, game seven tonight. Let's go Nuggets. Uh, things are good all around, so I can't complain. All right, Mason, everyone says that you're in a hurricane. What's going on now? No hurricanes where you're at in Louisiana? We're always wondering what's going on. <laughs> literally every time I record that uh, there's one about to come by, but I'm doing fine. Um, fancy team, not so good, but, you know, there's, there's plenty of time. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, and what's your guys' team name tonight? Um, well, breaking news that just happened not too long ago, Michael Thomas is going to be out for a few weeks. So spoiler, he might still be out by the time this episode gets posted. Um, so we are going to wish him get well soon. Michael Thomas, that's our team name. Yeah. Plays off the uh, farewell Alvin Gentry the last time we were a team. Yeah. We're just having a hard run right now, but I like it. All right, JJ, you're over there in places unknown with a brick wall in the back. Are you sure you're okay? Blink twice if you need us to come save you. Are you good? You're okay? I don't know. It depends if the wife's listening to this one. Oh, there you go. He's either in an alley or at the improv. I don't know which one. (laughs) (laughs) So I told told that, but my wife is uh, starting a podcast officially, so um, she took my microphone, so now it's in her office. And so now I am recording in her office, which is away from the house, away from the kids. So um, just wish her luck while we, uh, while I continue to record over here. Yeah, nothing, nothing too much. Uh, I got a, a really good week in fantasy first week. Uh, this my first round pick, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Don't know much about him, but he did really well for me. So where did he uh, go to college? I never heard of this guy. No one's ever heard of him. <laughs> he was off the street, actually. Yeah. So the Chiefs are that good that they can just pick up anybody and do well in uh, fantasy. So, but yeah, doing well. All right. And then Eric, what's going on in your world? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> so and your guys' uh, team name is going to be? Yeah. I, no, I, and, and it goes with what I got going right now because uh, I didn't know we were going to need a team name today. So it kind of caught It's me amazing how that pops up just right? out of nowhere. Uh, Every yeah, time know. you play, it's just never. So JJ and I um, came up with this very clever team name of I Got Nothing. Yeah, literally and figuratively. All right. I Got Nothing. All right. And then tonight is going to be our very first episode where we have a guest host. So coming all the way from the wonderful city of Kansas City, Kansas. Is it Kansas or Missouri? I guess I should ask that first. Who cares? Missouri. Missouri, okay. Is our uh, first guest host, John Southern. So John, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. And I already said a little bit about that, but who you cheer for and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so thank you all for having me. I'm very excited about this opportunity and looking forward to uh, a great show. And uh Yeah, as Matt said, uh, from the Kansas City area, Um, big sports fan, obviously, really, uh, really getting into this podcast and uh, really uh, excited whenever 
um, I heard about it and had an opportunity to start listening. Yeah, just thank you very much for the opportunity and, and looking forward to having a fun recording um, uh, of this episode and uh, good luck to everyone. All right, well, we're going to throw it over the rules and then we'll throw it over to John. So here's the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, let's get this game underway. We'll hand it over to John. Go ahead, take over, bud. It's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one. What former Bulldog quarterback holds the NFL record for the most pass attempts in a season? Thanks, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think that's it, yeah. I'm trying to troll Scott and put just a random <laughs> quarterback in there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, so All right. let's Take go with in. it. Yeah, we're checked in. I got nothing is checked in. Get well soon. Go ahead and talk it out. Yeah, Mason, that's it. I think Matt Stafford makes sense, former Bulldog. All they do is pass. Yeah, I mean, unless it's another Bulldog like Fresno State, but I doubt it's one of the Carr brothers. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not Derek Carr. It's probably, I, yeah, I doubt it would be one of them. Um, the only other person that came to mind when before he said Bulldog, but, you know, as far as, like, a lot of passes was Drew Bledsoe, but I, I, I'm comfortable going with Stafford. Okay, uh, we'll go ahead and check in with Matthew Stafford. Get well soon. Checks in with Matthew Stafford. I got nothing. What did you check in with? Yeah, we also checked in with, uh, with Matthew Stafford. And both teams will be earning points for question one. The answer is Matthew Stafford with 727 yards in 2012. Stafford led that Lions team to a dismal 4-12 and record while throwing 20 touchdowns and 17 INTs. Question two, what NBA team suffered the biggest single season drop-off in wins as well as talent when they went from 61 wins one year to only 19 wins the following year? We're going to check in. Get well soon is checked in. I got nothing. Feel free to talk it out. All right, so Eric and I are talking between Golden State and the Cleveland Cleveland Cleveland. Bless. Cleveland Clavicles. <laughs> they couldn't shoulder the burden. <laughs> uh, I mean, both make sense, right? Yeah. I mean, they both obviously like the the talent drop off. You know, I mean, I like either of those, honestly. Uh, see, I was set on the Cavs until you said Warriors, so now it's maybe second guess myself. Let's I, let's go with the Cavs. I like it more. All right, yeah. you can do that. All right, I got nothing checks in with the Cavs. Get well soon. What did you all check in with? Well, I don't feel as confident now. I completely forgot about this year's Warriors. Um, my mind immediately went to the 98-99 Bulls without Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, and all of them when Tim Floyd took over, and then they ended up getting Elton Brand in the draft. So we checked in 
with the Chicago Bulls. Get well soon. Checks in with the Chicago Bulls. Well, we do have one team earning points for this question. The answer is the Cleveland Cavaliers. 2009-2010 season to the 2010-11 season, going from 61-21 and to 19-63 and after LeBron took his talents to South Beach. Good job, Eric. It was a coin flip. It was a three-sided coin flip. I <laughs> forgot about, about the Honestly, I forgot about the Bulls. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, he said, feel, when he said drop off in town, I was like, oh, man, they lost Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Harper. Yeah. Like, I feel like we would have checked in if, uh, if, if we thought about that. Yeah, the talent was uh, kind of there for the taking. Mm, I yeah. see what you did there. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question three. What golf course has hosted the most open championships with 29? Okay, we're going to go ahead and check in. Get well soon, checks in. I got nothing. Feel free to talk it out. So, JJ, you absolutely got nothing on this one, huh? I, no, golf is <laughs> useless for me. Um, I'd rather um, paint dry. I don't know many golf courses that would be repeated, I guess. Um, enough to make a list. Um, you throw out Augusta, but I'm pretty sure that's a private club, so they don't, and they only do the Masters. Um, only other course that comes to mind is St. Andrews in my head. So, yep, I don't even know where that is or anything. But it's across the pond. All right, so um, we're gonna check in with St. Andrews. I got nothing. Checks in with St. Andrews. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. What did you all check in with? Um, well, this was the first one that came to mind. I know that they hosted recently at Murfield or something like that in the last couple of years, but I don't think they had that many. Um, but the first one I thought of when I thought of the open was St. Andrews. That's what we checked in. Well, both teams will be earning points for this one as St. Andrews is the correct question, hosting the open championship for 29 different times. St. Andrews is a public course considered the oldest golf course in the world. The course also has a unique layout, which includes seven shared greens. Nice job, gentlemen. Heading into the first quarter, we have a score of, I got nothing, 30. Get well soon, Michael Thomas, 20. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be the Dean's List. The Dean's List. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items where the teams will go back and forth, guessing the items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly, the other team can attempt to finish out that list. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each item is worth 10 points. List one, name the top 10 countries by total number of home runs hit by the players born there. And with get well soon, Michael Thomas trailing, we will go ahead and have you 
kick it off. I think that's a safe one, Scott. Yeah, I'd say do it. Um, we're going to go with good old United States of America. The U.S. of A is number one on the list, and that includes Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, and American Samoa. Cuba was my next guess. So, uh, Why would you say that? Well, you might as well say it now. Oh, wait, didn't he say Cuba? No! Oh, shit. <laughs> Where? What are you doing? <laughs> what, uh, wait, what countries were included in that? Yeah. <laughs> Not Cuba. <laughs> we go Virgin Islands and American Samoa. Listen, newsflash, Cuba is not part of the United States, all yeah. right? <laughs> Brady. I was saying, let's, let's. <laughs> My bad. That's on me, coach. <laughs> Great did you, Shoot. John, did you say how many? They had how many, how many, how home, many runs? home runs? Yeah. Uh, actually, I did not okay. uh, for USA. Right. I mean, either way, we're fine. So pick one. Go. I mean, you said Cuba, so let's go with Cuba. Yes. I got nothing going with Cuba. Cuba is number four on the list with 5,123. I think, I think we should take that one. I think yep. that was a little more obvious than the other one. All right. Yep. So we're going to go with the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic, number two on the list with 16,336. All right, let's uh, check in with Venezuela. Venezuela is number three on the list with 8,985. We're going to check in with Japan. Japan, number nine on the list with 628. Thank you, Hideki Matsui. All right, we'll take, uh, we'll, we'll say Mexico. Mexico, number seven on the list with 1,153. We should probably do this one, right, Mason? Yeah, I, I was, because I know we, we talked about that one earlier. We didn't bring it up recently, but I think that one, I, I would hope is on there. Yeah, I mean, Larry Walker alone hit a ton. So we're going to check in with Canada. Canada, number five on the list with 2,858. All right, we're going to go with uh, Panama. Panama, number six on the list with 1,607. How many which, How many are left? We have got two left. Which numbers do you know? Number eight and number 10. Okay. Um, we're going to check in with Colombia. Colombia is not on the list. Colombia is number 11. Ooh, of course it is. Man, of course, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we should use it, Mason. It- no, I don't, I don't even have a good next guess. So I think yep, we'll same. Okay, get well soon. We'll not use their mulligan. I got nothing. Two answers left for you to finish it off. So, two countries that we've thrown out were Jamaica and Curacao. Mm-hmm. Out of those two, I, I'm more confident with Curacao. Okay. I know Chili Davis was Jamaican, uh, and you said Andrew Jones was from Curacao. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> are those the only ones, or is that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm thinking, like, Little League World Series, obviously. Um, yeah. But what about like? But then you got like Taiwan and Vietnam, and they're not going to be. Yeah. 
So let's, I don't know, we can go with Curacao. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, uh, with that. Going with Curacao? Yes, sir. Curacao is number eight on the list. That is including the Netherlands and Aruba with 1,091. Just one left on the board. Just see if it's Jamaica. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go with Jamaica. Going with Jamaica. Number 10 on the board to finish off the list. Great job, fellas. Yeah, we didn't have either one of those. Those were just complete guesses. I forgot about Curacao because I know they're always, but I just, I couldn't think of, I wouldn't have been able to come up with any players there, so. And nice job, Eric, with uh, Jamaica and Chili Davis, the leader of in home run hitters, obviously, from Jamaica. One of my favorite names in baseball. So, List number two, name the top 10 NFL head coaches in career playoff games as a head coach. And this time we will start off with I got nothing. You want to go with the obvious one there? Yes. Let's go with uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is number one on the list with 43. I say we go with uh, this one. Yeah, that's Take fine. Take that off the list for them. We're going to check in with Don Shula. Don Shula, number two on the list with 36. John, is this Super Bowl era or are we going back before that? This would be in the Super Bowl era. Okay, if it's Super Bowl era, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Um, we can go with here. I'll send you this. He would be up there. Yeah. Without I a doubt. Wanna, I don't want to say him. I, I can say it because he's a legend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think he ever coached the Saints, though. So. No, he didn't. So he's not a legend. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the benchmark. <laughs> of course. All right. Um, you, we good with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. We're going to go with uh, Tom Landry. Tom Landry, number three on the list with 36. I should say also actually tied for number two with Don Shula at 36. All right, we're going to check in with Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh is not on the list. You have a mulligan. Would you like to use it? I mean, there's seven left. I feel like we should use it. Yeah, just, I mean, just for the sheer amount that's left on there. Yeah. All right. You want to use it? Yep. All right. We are using the mulligan. All right. Get well soon using their mulligan. Go ahead. I'm going to figure out which one. Yeah. Wow. Which one? <laughs> Do you want to just go with the, the last name you sent? Yeah. I, I think I would have to think on longevity and pretty much making it every year. He's got to crack the top 10. Um, we're going to go ahead and check in with Andy Reid. Andy Reid, number four on the list with 29. After Landry on my list, pick a number, one through five there. One you like the best. I like two. Okay, let's go Let's go with uh, Chuck Knoll. No, not that one. No, I'm just kidding. It, no? no, I'm just kidding. no I'm just <laughs> that would be number two. <laughs> Chuck Knoll, number six on the list with 24. I kind of like that last one. Okay. If you feel good about it, we'll go for it. I think it's, I hope it's on there. But we'll <laughs> yeah. We're going to go with Bill Parcells. Going with Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells is not on the list. Wow. And you have already used your mulligan. 
So I got nothing. Chance to rack up some points here and try to finish off the list. Okay, so they didn't say the one that I'm, I feel the best about right now. So let's go with uh, Joe Gibbs. Checking in with Joe Gibbs? Yeah. Joe Gibbs is number seven on the list with 24. What numbers are left? We've got five, eight, nine, and ten. And for the record, there are two tied at ten, so either one of them will work. How do you feel about uh, Holmgren? Yeah, I was thinking he was he was with the Packers, right? And Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about him. So he went across two teams and took took both of them to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then my other would be uh, Bill Cower. Yeah. And I like either of those. Pick pick one of those two. I, I don't I don't know. Let's go Holmgren. Holmgren? Holmgren? Holmgren. Yeah. All right. We're checking in with Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren is number five on the list with 24. We can check Cower uh, if you want. I feel like there's an old coach we're forgiving. But yeah, let's go, let's go Bill Cower. Bill Cower, number nine on the list with 21. What about somebody like uh, Pete Carroll? Yeah. Mm. He he took the Patriots a couple times, and then, you know, this this run with the Seahawks kind of on and off for the last 10 years, eight years. I mean, we got to get hit, what, like 20? I want to say he's been in at least 20 playoff games. All right. If you're good with it, if you're confident, then let's do it. All right. Let's go with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is number 10 on the list with 20. So that does wipe out the number 10 spot. So the other coach tied with him don't say is it. not eligible. Okay. Don't say his name. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's an old guy I'm forgetting. I, I got nothing. Bill Cower? Yes? No? Scott's laughing. Curious as to why. He's trying to throw us off. No, I'm not. He's not. All right, I'll 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 be a good friend. You guys said Bill Cower. We did? That's why I'm laughing. (laughs) I should really write these down or something. I should. He said it with such conviction, though. (laughs) He's so confident that he's in there twice. Two two different teams. He was a good coach. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. No Sean Payton, though. Um, Lee Dungy? Who was, who was the Vikings coach? They went to what, like a f- bunch of Super Bowls. Who was their coach? Can somebody call Bob back? Where's Dan? He's in the Lion Palace. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a Vikings coach, but I don't have a name. I, I got nobody. You just want to check in with a Vikings Let's, coach? And see yeah, him? Mike Tice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leslie Frazier. Adam Gase. Adam Gase is on there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to be Adam Gates. I don't know. Let's, let's just, I don't, I'm not going to waste time. Let's go with Mike Tice. <laughs> Checking in with Mike Tice. And Mike Tice, surprisingly, is not on the list. Come on. Recount. All right. You're your mulligan, guys. No. <laughs> got it. I got nothing chooses not to use their <laughs> mulligan. So the one answer left, number eight, was Bud Grant. That's his name. Old Vikings coach, yes. I thought you were going to pull your way there. That's his name. I think if we checked in with Vikings coach, we might have had it. (laughs) It's an old Madden game. It's just Vikings coach. (laughs) That's the Patriots for Belichick because he never puts it in. It's just the Patriots coach. Yes. 
All right. And technically, uh, Bud Grant may have coached before the Super Bowl era. As did uh. Shula, Shula and Landry and uh, Chuck Knoll. Who, who's, who's this guy talking? No, we'll, <laughs> we'll edit this all out. This is a <laughs> All right. Time for list number three. Name the 10 events that are completed in the men's Olympic decathlon event. And we are going back over to get well soon. First up. We're going to check in with the, the long jump. The long jump is correct. I say, I say we go with the obvious one first, which is going to be the, the sprint, 100 meters. Yes, no? I yeah. I said it, so let's go with it. 100 meters. Who says a thing before checking it in? I don't know. <laughs> checking in with the 100 meter. And that is correct. All right, we'll go with shot put. The shot put is correct. All right, we'll say the 1500. The 1500 meter run is correct. All right, we're going to check in with hurdles. You'd be a little more specific, please. Okay, All right. that's what we figured. Give the number. Uh, 110 meter hurdles. The jumpers. The jump. The jumping. <laughs> the running one. The running. <laughs> What I have to jump through to get a win on this damn podcast. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, what, was your, uh, what was your final answer to check in there? 110-meter hurdles. The 110-meter hurdles. That is correct. Back over to I got nothing. It was 111. Can we recount that, please? Please. <laughs> All face first at the finish line. It's probably 111. <laughs> uh, which one did they hold on? I stopped writing them down. I already lost track. Somebody like said hurdles. They? they just said hurdles. Like literally. We said, and we said 1,500. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, since I, I wanted to. say shot put. No, I'm just kidding. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Did they? Crap, I didn't have that one written. <laughs> All right. Um, hold on. How about, how about let's, let's go with this one. Unless they said it. We did. No, they didn't. We can take that. All right. We're going to uh, check in with uh, Javelin. The javelin throw is on the list. 110 meter javelin throw. Yeah. <laughs> Very impressive. We're going to check in with discus. The discus throw is on the list. Nice work. We'll check in with the 400 meter. The 400 meter run is also on the list. That leaves you all with two answers left. All right. Uh, we're going to check in high jump. The high jump is on the list. Only one answer left for I got nothing. I think that's the last one, JJ. Yeah. All right, we're going to check in with uh, pole vault. Pole vault is correct. Nice work running the list. After the first quarter, we have a score of I got nothing with 210. Get well soon, Michael Thomas, with 130. Today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host, with the correct theme before the fifth question, 
they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one of the missing link, the first overall selection in the 2013 NBA draft. This player played his college ball at the same school as former NBA All-Star Larry Johnson. We can check in. Get well soon checks in. I got nothing. Feel free to talk it out. Right, that's it, isn't it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Scott sent me a, a link with him on there today. I did. <laughs> so we're going to check in with Anthony Bennett. I got nothing. Checks in with Anthony Bennett. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. What did you all check in with? Yeah, I did send Eric a, an NBA Draft Bus article that I was reading today, um, and he was definitely one of them. The answer is Anthony Bennett. Well, appropriate timing for that, because the answer is Anthony Bennett. Both teams getting 20 points each. Question two. This two-time Pro Bowler in 1989 and 1991 was the MVP of Super Bowl twenty-six. He was also a co-owner of a NASCAR team from 1993 to 1997. We can check in, JJ. Sure. I got nothing is checked in. Get well soon. Feel free to talk it out, gentlemen. All right. So, all right. Who could it be? Who won Super Bowls in the 90s besides the Cowboys and Niners? The the Giants won one in the 90s, early 90s, or is that late 80s? I'm gonna get confused right now. Um, I think they did right with. Yeah, 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 they did. The Redskins, the Washington football team, won one in the 90s. I, I think Doug Williams was the MVP in that one, right? That late? Is he still there? It was either him or Mark Rippon. Was Mark Rippon a two-time Pro Bowl? But I don't know if Mark Rippon won the, was the Super Bowl MVP, though. I don't recall that. Steve Young? But he's more than a two-time Pro Bowler. He's got to be. I would think so. So the Giants MVP would have been Phil Simms, I would assume. Just... Unless it was a random, you know, like defensive player or something. I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't hate Phil Simms as an answer. Maybe he would do something with racing. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he might have been more than twice in a Pro Bowl, but I don't. I I'm really... not sure he would have been. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with that because I really I don't I don't have anything strong about any of it. So. All right. Yep. So we're going to begrudgingly check in with Phil Sims. Get well soon. Checks in with Phil Sims. I got nothing. What did you all check in with? So um, this is uh, one of the four Bills losses. So I watched every one of these games. Uh, Super Bowl 26 was against the Washington football team and it was Mark Rippon. Well, we have one team getting points. The correct answer is Mark Rippon. Thought maybe the co-owner of a NASCAR team would give it away since he played for Joe Gibbs, who is a well-known NASCAR team owner in the 90s. So your theme-linked answers thus far are Anthony Bennett and Mark Rippon. Moving on to question number three. What three-time All-Star, who was drafted by the White Sox, reached 100 career saves in only his second season as a closer. 
Why do we have to do questions in Eric's wheelhouse? He doesn't need more help getting answers right. Oh, crap. Put me on. I really thought you would have gotten this a lot earlier. I, I don't know. I don't know, JJ. Take off your hat. Shame. I'm going to, I'm going to have to. It's, it's, it's got to be him. Oh, no, 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 no. What if he only had 100 saves? You know, it's got to be the first one I sent you. All right. That's rushing. I don't know if he fits our theme. I don't think he does. John, read that one one more time. <laughs> no problem. What three-time All-Star, who was drafted by the White Sox, reached 100 career saves in only his second season as a closer? So he might not have even played for the White Sox. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I got to get out of that then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think I got it. And I think that works with what we're we're going with. Yeah, if you if you have any thunder. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Let's let's go with that. We're going to check in. I got nothing is checked in. Get well soon. Go ahead and talk it out. John, you have fried my brain officially <laughs> with this question. Same. I don't I I've been no help to Scott, honestly. It's right off the jump, like the obvious answer is Big Ben because he had so many saves. But then it's like drafted by the – I feel like you wouldn't say drafted by the White Sox. You'd say played for the White Sox unless they were just drafted and didn't play for the White Sox. Right. So then to fit our theme – like I'm really just going with – I'm trying to think of guys who would have had 100 saves after just two seasons. You know, that's like Francisco Rodriguez-type numbers. You right. know, but it's not K Rod. He wasn't drafted by the White Sox. You know, but they that that seems more modern, those numbers. Right. That's a it lot. Seems more like two thousands, you know what I mean? Those are like Brad Lidge numbers. And I'm just trying to think that's why I'm thinking maybe Papelbon. Then I started thinking Keith Folk because he did play for the White Sox. He was like a middle reliever. What do you have gotten that many? In his first two years with Boston, I mean he was getting a lot of saves in his first two years as a closer. Craig Kimbrell. I think he got over 100 in his first two years, but I don't think he was drafted by the White Sox. Yeah, I didn't think that either. I'm torn between the Red Sox closers, Folk and Papelbon. I don't really have a, any kind of inkling toward either one of them. So, whichever of, one you... Of the two, I, I'd probably rather go with Papelbon. Okay, that's what you're fine with. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I guess, I, once again, begrudgingly, we're going to check in with Jonathan Papelbon. Get well soon checks in with Jonathan Papelbon. I got nothing. What did you gentlemen check in with? So I was all over the White Sox. And then after you read it that second time, then I'm, I'm just, first I thought Bobby Jenks, um, but I know he didn't do much in his first season. I don't think he's a three-time All-Star either. No, I think he made it twice actually, but not three times. Um, and he was only in the 40s with his saves in like his first three seasons. So maybe he, he didn't top 100. Um, then I thought, uh, I totally spaced on Roberto Hernandez, Keith full crossed my mind. He had about a hundred or so saves for the white Sox. But then when he did read it again and he said drafted, I immediately went to, uh, um, big save guy that was drafted by the white Sox never played for him was, uh, Eric Gagne. I got nothing going with Eric Gagne. The correct answer is Eric Gagne. Gagne had 52 saves in 2002, his first season as a closer. 
followed that up with 55 saves in 2003 while winning the Cy Young Award. Nice pull. Completely spaced on him. Nice job, Eric. Thanks. So your theme-linked answers thus far are Anthony Bennett, Mark Rippon, and Eric Gagne. Question number four. This winger played 18 seasons in the NHL for six different teams, scoring 314 goals and 456 assists. But most casual hockey fans probably know him more for his association with former NHLer Steve Moore. We can check in, JJ. I got nothing is checked in. Get well soon. Talk it out. Shocker, Mason. I have no clue. The Steve Moore thing does nothing for me. Who is Steve Moore? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I mean, it's a very generic name. It could be anybody. Right. Uh, yeah. His association with Steve Moore. So the only way to maybe try to attack this is a guy who would be more known for something that was, you know, had a little to do with his actual statistical value. Right. Might be something off the. Yeah, so that makes me think it's something off the ice or it's uh, something on the ice that happened, like like Danny Heatley or something, you know, like a situation like that. Right. I don't know who that is, but I trust your knowledge on that. Yeah, no, he's yeah. – I mean, he was like a, a decent hockey player, but he was more known for, like, scandalous let me, let me, activity. Let me st- the fact that Scott's schooling somebody in hockey knowledge is very proud moment for me. This is good <laughs> Are you going to cry? <laughs> He's schooling his own teammates. <laughs> I know. It's just funny. This is like Scott's like late. Like, no, this is how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. That's the only way I can try to attack it is maybe someone who has some notoriety for something other than their stats. You know, I don't know if Steve Moore is another hockey player. Danny Heatley did some dastardly things to someone, but I don't remember that guy's name being Steve Moore. Did he play 18 seasons? They all play 18 seasons. That doesn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, with that, it's a name at least. All right, we're gonna check in with. I don't even know which one. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I don't care anymore. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. All right, we'll we'll just check in with Danny Heatley. All right, get well soon. Checks in with Danny Heatley. I got nothing. What did you guys check in with? So JJ hit me with Canadian McMaple bacon, and I don't think that was right. Um, Better than our answer. Yeah, it's close, man. I think I think it sounds um, like it, it does. It, it actually rhymes with this player's name um, if you change all the letters around. Um, <laughs> so this guy is um, get ready for the whistle number one in NHL history in my eyes as an Avalanche fan because Steve Moore played for the Avalanche when this happened. Um, and Todd Perduzzi attacked him from behind and drove his head into the ice and broke his neck. Um, hmm. So, yeah, answer is Todd Bertuzzi. And the answer is Todd Bertuzzi. And Eric pretty much summed it up. 2004 retaliation for a hit that Moore put on his teammate Marcus Naslin in a prior game. Bertuzzi grabbed Moore's jersey from behind, punched him in the side of the face, causing Moore's face to hit the ice and break his neck. It's funny, I did. Mason, that was another. That was an. It was another scandalous situation. Uh, situation <laughs> that I was like referring to. I do remember the name now that I've heard it. I mean, you were on the right track there, Scott. Um, yep. I mean, with the whole more of a not for his play, but for something else type thing. Yep. There. 
the fact that I that happens a lot. I'm on the right track, but so so far the theme linked answers are Anthony Bennett, Mark Rippon, Eric Gagne, and Todd Bertuzzi. Moving on to question number five. With the birth name of Roderick Toombs, this former WWF and WWE wrestler partnered with Mr. Wonderful in WrestleMania 1 against Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. We can check in. Get well soon. Checking in. I got nothing. Feel free to talk it out. Yeah, Eric, yeah. Uh, I got nothing. WWE is not my uh, forte. Apparently, uh, neither is hockey or golf or apparently any sport at the moment so uh you know you guys just keep making fun of me and i guess i'll be the uh the scapegoat for this uh for this round well jj you just let me know what your wheelhouse is we'll see if we can find something for you <laughs> apparently nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh no i got all right jj we're good yeah i know it's a uh, rowdy roddy piper oh that's what I, yeah that was in the back of my head sure <laughs> Is that what you're checking in with? Yep, yep, that's it. <laughs> I got nothing. Checks in with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Get well soon. What did you gentlemen check in with? Yeah, definitely the uh, star of the movie They Live. Uh, the correct answer is Rowdy Roddy Piper. And both teams will be earning points as the answer is Rowdy Roddy Piper. When Piper was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame... He was done, inducted by Ric Flair, who dubbed him the most gifted entertainer in the history of professional wrestling, which is pretty high honor considering Flair was quite the entertainer himself. The theme-linked answers are Anthony Bennett, Mark Rippon, Eric Gagne, Todd Bertuzzi, and Roddy Piper. We had both teams chat in their theme answers. Get well soon, sent theirs in after question number two with Canadians. I got nothing, checked in after question three, also with Canadian born. That is the correct answer. Get well soon, we'll be getting 100 points for being the first to submit. And I got nothing, we'll get 50. Nice job, gentlemen. Did knew it right out. Knew it right after Anthony Bennett. I was like, "There's nothing else relevant about Anthony Bennett. It's got to be Canadian because it's not going to be NBA draft bus because you're not going to let Eric and I orgasm like that on this show." So. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, I didn't know Mark Rippian was Canadian, but we just took a guess on that. Well, I, yeah, um, honestly, we, we should have done it after Bennett. I thought we were going to we were going to check in after the second one. I'm like, "There's no way they know Mark Rippian's Canadian." So I wait. We waited one more. <laughs> I knew Anthony Bennett was. <laughs> We yep. still lost ground, too. That's the great part about this. I know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bennett, obviously the first Canadian to be drafted number one overall. Um, an interesting thing about Gagne is he knew very little English until he went to college in the States, actually. Heading into halftime, we have a score of I Got Nothing with 360 points and Get Well Soon, Michael Thomas, with 270 It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Let's get to question number one. 
What former Heisman Trophy winner knows a bit about acting as he appeared in a 1996 episode of Married with Children as Calvin Farquhar, a sports radio jockey, as well as a 1990 episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as himself? We can check in. I got nothing. Checks in. Get well soon. Feel free to talk it out. Mason, this is also a missing link round, and the theme is, once again, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of 80s Heisman winners. Um, yeah, I know. I I can name, like, all of Bo them Jackson. since 1990, but... Bo Jackson. Oh, I like that better. Um, He knows baseball, so... Yeah. <laughs> Where, where would where would he have been? He would have been with in ninety. He would L A. What do you what do you been? He might have. I think so. So again, that's a very tempting answer, just because that kind of name that would. He's he's a bigger mainstream name, and I feel like he's more likely to get into acting. Um, we'll go ahead and check in with Bo Jackson. Get well soon. Checks in with Bo Jackson. I got nothing. What did you check in with? I definitely love Fresh Prince of Bel Air. One of the best TV shows ever. And we too said uh, Bo Jackson. I got nothing checks in with Bo Jackson. And both teams will be earning points. The correct answer is Bo Jackson. Nice job, uh, Scott, pulling that one. That was all Mason. <laughs> you can, um, I just saw an article actually on this from for the Fresh Prince today. Um, they're putting the old house on Airbnb to be rented for, and it's for like $30 a night. Can we, Whoa. can we like road trip or like a yeah, bench warmer trip there? Live <laughs> podcasts. I think that should be a Patreon bonus only. You got to spend $4,000 and then we'll go. <laughs> I'm, I'm only going if the house is completely empty, like the final scene though. Aww. Yes. I'm only going if Uncle Phil's there. Rest too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too soon, but now you got me worried about Tatiana Ali. Hey, she's fine. And and Viv, on the other hand, has not aged well. <laughs> Knocking on wood here. Question number two of halftime. What rock band formed in Los Angeles dedicated a song on their fourth album in 1989 to the 1980s era Lakers? I really, I mean, I, it makes sense to me. I'm okay with that. All right, let's do it. Well, uh, we'll check in. Get well soon checks in. I got nothing. Talk it out. I don't have much to say other than I can only think of one band that I, from that time that I believe is from LA and that would be Guns N' Roses. So I don't know if you have anything else. No, I'm, I'm pulling the Mason card and saying that I wasn't born during this time. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, but I listened to this era of music, so that's not... Uh, uh, yeah, we learned that during the fantasy football trip. <laughs> <laughs> 2017 was not a good year for me in music. 2017, not, not good music. All right. Um, so if you're, if you're good, I'm good. Let's, let's, let's go with Guns N' Roses. I, don't know. I got nothing checking in with Guns N' Roses. Get well soon. What did you guys check in with? So, Eric, another very, very relevant band from that era that I know is from Los Angeles because their biggest song and maybe their best song, Under the Bridge, was written about Los Angeles. Um, ah, that's yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The only thing that was tripping us up was that does seem early for their fourth album, 1989. But I know for a fact, like I said, I was doing some podcast research and they wrote a song about the Lakers at some point in time. So I just put it all together and we checked in with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
get well soon checking in with the red hot chili peppers and one team is getting points the correct answer is red hot chili peppers and the song anyone i cannot remember the name of it but it's in my youtube search history well it's pretty easy to remember because the song was titled magic magic johnson, johnson that's right yep really quite a connection uh, red hot chili peppers with the lakers as uh kobe's final game in 2016 flea played the national anthem on base hmm. question number three what 1991 movie includes six nfl hall of famers a heavyweight boxing champion a sports illustrated swimsuit model as well as actors such as Rob Schneider and Jason Bateman in its cast. That's it, JJ, 100%. We can check in. I got nothing checking in. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. Feel free to talk it out. All right, I'm not positive about this, but I don't recall JJ and I having similar movie tastes. So if he's all over this one, chances are I probably (laughs) don't know it. A lot of sports people to be in a movie. It is. That's and it's really young and early for Rob Schneider and Jason Bateman. So they're not going to be main stars in the film. Right. If they're going to be just kind of like maybe not their debuts, but close around them. Right. Which makes me think it's got to be some sort of ensemble like SNL type film. And it's probably just like a cameo where it's just like a bunch of Hall of Famers yeah. kind of scene, and then they. Right, exactly. I'm thinking it's it's probably some sort of like Dan Aykroyd or Mike Myers or, you know, Belushi, like one of those, Yeah, you know, actors. Uh, 91 is... So swimsuit model, I wonder if it's before or after they were... Like for all these, you can't really it's, tell. It's, like, it's probably during. Yeah, so someone... In, so it could have been someone like a... It's probably like... Yeah, it's probably Claudia Schiffer or one of those. Yeah. But I mean, I, like we could figure, we could be here all night trying to figure yeah. out who are. I don't think it's going to help us because I know none of that helps me. Um, wow, Rob Schneider, uh, Coneheads. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. All if right. anyone, but fine, we'll go. It's with around it. that time. We're going to check in with Coneheads. All right, get well soon. Checking in with Coneheads. I got nothing. What did you all check in with? Oh, uh, yeah, Scott. He used to play Xbox with this guy named Jason Bateman. That was his gamer tag. So the whole time we played, we just make fun of uh, movies by Jason or with Jason Bateman. And uh, that movie in particular was uh, called Necessary Roughness. Holyfield, Holyfield was the boxer. Uh, Jerry Rice, Jim, Jelly, Jim Kelly were on there. It was a stacked team. but So we checked in with uh, Necessary Roughness. I got nothing checking in with Necessary Roughness. And one team will be getting points. The correct answer is necessary roughness. Nice job, JJ. Uh, The six NFL Hall of Famers were Jerry Rice, Earl Campbell, Dick Buckus, Tony Dorsett, Jim Kelly, and Randy White. And JJ had the heavyweight boxing champion, Evander Holyfield. And the Sports Illustrated swimsuit model was Kathy Ireland. You also had Sinbad. And... He's a national treasure. Love, <laughs> love Sinbad. Never heard of this movie. Nope. Really, Scott? Scott Bakula? No? I mean, I'll take a quantum leap and tell you I have not heard of this movie. 
this is uh this was near and dear to my heart uh as it was a vhs movie that we used to get from the local movie rental place uh probably once a month between me and my dad so love that movie all right moving on to question number four of the halftime show who was the first non-NFL rookie to pose on the cover of EA Sports' popular video game, NCAA Football? Well, wait, wow, this is a great question. Did they make this game for Xbox, JJ? <laughs> oh, yeah, did. did they? Oh, yeah, That's yeah. a legitimate question. I don't know. I, yeah, they did. Obviously. Okay. We can check in. I got nothing checking in. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. Go ahead and talk it out. I know for sure Desmond Howard's on NCAA 2006. I own the game like right now. I can look over across the room and, and look at it. Um, so obviously he wasn't a rookie. Right. So the question is, is there somebody before 06? Right. I mean, I, I think our wavelength of someone could have a really big freshman, sophomore season, got the cover of the video game. I mean, like I said, we can't – Desmond Howard, we know for sure, was on 06. If we can't think of anything before that, that wasn't a rookie, I'm – I think that might be our best guess. Yeah, I say we just check in with Desmond Howard. I, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, if you can at least place Desmond Howard on a cover, then that's Oh, I know he is for sure. My best friend and I had it, and like when we bought the game, we're like, who is that? Like Michigan, they don't have anyone good right now on in the secondary. We're like, who's number twenty one? And we're like, oh, that's Desmond Howard. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. All right, so we'll check in with Desmond Howard. Get well soon. Checking in with Desmond Howard. I got nothing. What did you come up with? Like 2005, 2006, it was uh, Desmond Howard. I got nothing. Also checking in with Desmond Howard. And both teams will be earning points. The correct answer is Desmond Howard. NCAA Football 06, released in July of 2005. The reason Desmond Howard was on that cover as a non-NFL rookie was to promote the race for the Heisman mode. All right, moving on to question five of halftime. In 2010, Michigan State defeated Notre Dame on a fake field goal touchdown pass in overtime to end the game. According to head coach Mike D'Antonio, this trick play was named after what? 1994 family sports comedy. Emily's sports no, comedy. I got it, Eric. Are you sure? That's what I thought of, but I don't. Eric, let me take it because Scott just talked against me. That's fine. I just, I, all right, go, go ahead. And now we're in his head because he thinks, oh, well, I'm not going to know it because JJ and I don't have the same movie taste. So mm-hmm. we're going to check in. Sense and sensibility. <laughs> I got nothing checking in. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. What do you got? Talk it out. That's not why I don't know it, JJ. I just don't know it because I don't know. It's not coming to mind. A family sports comedy. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I got to think of the name of the movie. It's the one with the, uh, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Little Giants? Do you think they would have named it? What's named after the movie or the... That's what he said. It's named after the movie, right? Yeah, he said he's asking for the movie. I mean, that's a fam- oh family comedy because they're brothers, mm-hmm. like the head coaches. I mean, the time frame is right. That that clicked for me because I remember we had a question about the annexation of Puerto Rico being the an yes. answer to the play question, 
and that would I, I knew that movie was in the 90s somewhere. I just couldn't remember the name of the movie, but that fits. So we'll check in with Little Giants. Get well soon. Checking in with Little Giants. I got nothing. What did you guys come up with? You can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. Little Giants. I got nothing checking in with the Little Giants also. And both teams earning points. The correct answer is Little Giants. And I will say, uh, Mason, that yes, if you're Little Brother in Michigan, which is what Michigan State is, then you name your trick plays after early 90s movies. And Scott, family sports comedy is just the genre. Nothing to that <laughs> outside, there it is. outside of that. That was a damn good connection, sir. I made it work. Heading into the second half, we have a score of I Got Nothing, 440. Get well soon, Michael Thomas, with 350. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. All right, now on to the second half. Today's third quarter will be Let It Ride or Throw in the Towel. Let it ride or throw in the towel. For this quarter, there will be five questions in a given category that increase in difficulty. After each question, teams can decide to let it ride and attempt the next question, or throw in the towel and take the points they have accumulated to that point. Each question is worth 50 points. If a team answers incorrectly, they will lose half of the points that they have accumulated in the quarter. Today's category for Let It Ride is siblings in sports. And I will take the last name as an appropriate answer. Question number one. What trio of brothers have combined for 11 gold gloves and five World Series championships, all while donning the tools of ignorance? The youngest of the three also accounting for nine all-star selections and a silver slugger award. Oh, go with it. No, no, we're each again. I'm like, dude, I'm like 99th. Okay, no, that's good. It makes sense. I got nothing as checked in. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. Feel free to talk it out. Mason, so I'm sure there are trios of brothers that we're not thinking of. Yeah, I... And I don't, I, I agree. I don't understand what tools of ignorance means. Yeah, I, that's lost on me. I just, I don't think the Aloots would have that many gold glove awards. I, especially, definitely not through Moises. That's for sure. I guess he would have the Silver Slugger and he has a World Series, but that's four more World Series and a ton of gold gloves. I think it's more likely the Molinas than it is the Aloots because Yadio's got a ton of gold gloves on his own. Right. I Benji Benji definitely could have snuck in a gold glove or two. Yachty's got several World Series. Benji's got one in two thousand two with the Angels. He might have snuck in another one somewhere. As could Jose Molina. He was a backup catcher for a while. 
I mean, Yachty would have a silver slugger. Benji might have a couple all-star appearances. Didn't say the youngest has nine all-stars? I thought he said the youngest one in curls. Um, yeah. No, that's – sorry. That's a very pretty sequel. Sorry. So, um, if it's the youngest, that's Yachty. So. Okay, well, then that would make sense. I'm, I'm fine with it. Hopefully we don't bomb out in the first place. I know. If, if we bomb out, then we got to sit here for 20 minutes while Eric and JJ let it ride. No, it'll be like all, 10 because we need to talk questions. it out as freaking often as you guys do. Um, yeah, we'll check in with uh, Molina. All right. Get well soon. Checking in with Molina. I got nothing. What did you all check in with? Yeah, so uh, Eric said DiMaggio. I said Molina. He said... Uh, <laughs> He, he said, are there three of them? I said, yes. And he said, I thought Yadier and Benji were the same guy. <laughs> and I said, no, Eric, you're kind of wrong with that. Uh, and then the tools of ignorance. As a catcher, I understand the tools of ignorance are uh, the catcher's gear, the chest protector, the uh, shin guards, and I believe the face mat, or the, uh, the catcher's helmet. And so we checked in with the Molinas. All right. I got nothing checking in with the Molinas as well. And both teams got the correct answer. It is Benji, Jose, and Yadier Molina. And JJ got it with the donning the tools of ignorance, which is the catching gear. The question now is to let it ride or throw in the towel. I don't know the first one. I didn't know the answer. So this point not going too well. Oh, all right. Well, both both teams are going to let it ride. Yeah. Well, Scott is our captain now, and uh... Eric has never thrown in the towel in this round. Oh, yeah. Um, the one time I didn't have a chance to because I missed the first question. Fair. Hey, Eric. Hop in my yes. backpack. We're letting it ride, baby. Uh, I'll, I'll, every one of them, even if I don't know the answer. Let's go. Thanks, all right. Matt. Sounds like I got nothing is going to let it ride. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. What are you boys going to do? We're going to let it ride. (laughs) All right. Get well soon is going to let it ride. Both teams go into question number two. One big man was drafted in the first round with two NBA titles and six all-star nods. The other big man was drafted in the second round with one NBA title and three all-star nods. What two brothers were once involved in a trade for each other? I, I got it, Mason. Okay, that's good because that's not what I was going to say. Yep, that's definitely it. We can check in. All right, get well soon is checking in. I got nothing. Feel free to talk it out. Yeah, so we both said Lopez. Could also be the Gasols. Oh, yeah. So who would they have been traded? What Gasol for Gasol would have been who? It could have been like a three-way trade too. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's. I think that I like that better than Lopez. So you, you get with the Gasols. Right. I know Paul was first round pick, and I think Mark was the second. So, all right, we'll check in with the Gasols. All right, I got nothing. Checks in with the Gasols. Get well soon. What did you come up with? Yeah, I believe it was at the trade that sent Paul to the Lakers. Um, involved. Mark Gasol in some sort of capacity. Um, but they definitely fit the criteria, so we checked in with uh, the Gasol brothers. Get well soon. Michael Thomas checks in with the Gasol brothers, and both teams earning points says the correct answer is Powell and Mark Gasol. Memphis traded Powell to the Lakers along with a second-round pick, 
for Kwame Brown, Javaris Crittenton, Aaron McKee, and the rights to his brother, Mark, in 2008. I love a question that you can throw Kwame Brown into. That's awesome. I actually prefer more that he was able to say Javaris Crittenton. Yeah, that, that was the whole point for the question. Right <laughs> now, the question for both teams, are we going to let it ride or throw in the towel? We got to let it go, dude. We, we got nothing going. to lose, baby. Right? I mean, except, you know, the game, but whatever. Nah. We're going to let it ride. As are we. Both teams going to let it ride. On to question number three. What Sin City Racing Brothers have combined for 87 NASCAR Cup Series wins and three NASCAR Cup Series championships, with the elder of the two being the only one to claim a Daytona 500 victory? All right, Eric, you want to check in with that? Yeah, we're checked in. All right. <laughs> they can talk it out for an hour. All right. <laughs> I got nothing. It's funny because it's in. true. I'm going to continue to talk these out for very long now. Mason, we're stuck between two. I, 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 we're at a crossroads. I really don't. I don't have an inkling one way or the other. Like, I don't know where either set of brothers are from. So I, yeah. it doesn't. I like I said. I think Kurt and Kyle Busch seems a little bit easy for the third question in this round, just because I feel like they're well-known names even for like casual racing fans whereas i feel like the wall trips are a little bit lesser known yeah I, that's the I, I only that. thing i'm going off of like that's it and yeah, i know that I one just, of them won a daytona 500 because i did that dean's list and daryl was on it i believe it was daryl okay yeah i just for some reason thought the wall trips were from the south but i'm like i said i might just be way off on that i don't know but if if I'm, th- I'm liking that idea just because of the the fact that Bush is seen, right? Like the fact that they popped in my head first, and it was like, "Oh, Kurt and Kyle Bush." Like, duh, seems easy for a, a third question in this round. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we'll check in with the the Wall Trips. All right. Get well soon, Michael Thomas checks in with the Wall Trips. I got nothing. What did you guys come up with? So I did, I couldn't name many brothers in racing um and i vaguely remember that the bush brothers are from las vegas um so we checked in with uh kyle and kurt bush i got nothing checks in with kyle and kurt bush well one team will be getting points and the correct answer is kurt and kyle bush from las vegas sin city Kyle won the uh, cup championships in 2015 and 2019, while Kurt won his championship in 2004, and he was the only one of the two to win the Daytona 500, which he did in 2017. And for the record, both Daryl and Michael have won the Daytona 500. I guess only one of them was uh, a multiple winner for my Dean's list. So, I got nothing. Will you be letting it ride or throwing in the towel? Um, Would you like a score update before you decide? <laughs> yeah, I literally just said, <laughs> I said, what's the score, Eric? <laughs> I have no idea. Hold on. We were at 440 before this, so. So, get well soon. Michael Thomas has 400. You gentlemen are currently at 590. Remember when I said it was 200 before? 
Well, you're 10 points off. Yes, <laughs> very close, Scott. I'm getting there. He's yeah. predicting the future. JJ, yes. if, JJ if, you, if you want that record, you're going to have to keep going. <laughs> I mean, Scott's got it right now, right? I do. He does. <laughs> so, of course, he wants it. He wants everything that I want. Like Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> and according to Matt, my last one has an asterisk on it. So, I think maybe. Nope, we don't get an asterisk on that. That's legit. Ooh. Eric, let's just freaking do it, man. All right, let's it's go. It's good content. All right. I got nothing is going to let it ride. So on to question number four. Each having one identical Olympic gold medal in 2012, what two siblings combined have won 45 Grand Slam titles? Good thing is you guys get to talk it out. <laughs> Bad thing is we also get to talk it out. It's tennis, right? <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> Table tennis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Williams sisters? I mean, 47. Is that what? What were the numbers one more time, John? 40, what? 45 Grand Slam 45. titles combined. It would have to be. No? Yes? I mean, yeah, but yeah. Oof. Are we going to name another pair of siblings that. No. I mean, there goes your record if we're wrong. So, I mean, sorry. No, that's all good. I'm safe either way. <laughs> there seems to be <laughs> a mutual thing in this uh, in the records here, huh? All right, let's just, I'm gonna go with the with the Williams's Williams Williams I. <laughs> I mean, they won a gold medal, right? Betterers. Is there another one? It's gonna be like the Gretzky's to wear. <laughs> the Gretzky's. <laughs> <laughs> He just stepped on the court once, and so it was a <laughs> automatically a pair. <laughs> yeah, all I got is all I got is the Williams. Just go, whatever. Just go with it. <laughs> all right, we'll check in with the Williams sisters. I got nothing. Checking in with the Williams sisters. Let me read the beginning of that question for you. Did one we miss more something. Time. Probably each having one identical. Olympic gold medal. Mason and Scott, you guys want to go ahead and jump in here? Go ahead. Yeah. We know this we'll one. This right off the bat. Uh, it's the Bryan brothers who are dominant in doubles men's tennis. Absolutely. That would be correct. The identical twins, Bob and Mike Bryan. They won 16 Grand Slams as double partners, so each one having 16 apiece. Mike won two more with Jack Sock as his doubles partner. Bob won seven mixed doubles, while Mike won four mixed doubles. Very nice. All right. Where's Josh? Who? Um, <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the last question? That was, that was four, right? Yeah. That was question number four, and so I got nothing, ended up with uh, minus 75 there, half of their points. Uh, question five is probably my favorite question that I put together, so I'm glad that we can at least read it. The NHL record for the nope. most... <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Gretzky's? It is not. Question five, the NHL record for the most points scored in a single road game is eight. This record is shared by two players. 
they just so happen to be brothers. Who are they? Go ahead, Eric. I don't know. I'm not going to waste time. Go ahead. The correct answer is Peter and Anton Stastny. The most interesting part of this is they both did this in the same game in 1981 while playing for the same team, the Nordiques, in their first NHL season. Peter scored four goals, all assisted by Anton. Anton scored three goals, all assisted by Peter, and they both recorded an additional assist on goals scored by another teammate. Gee, many Christmas. What was the score of that game? Uh, you know what? I for, there were other goals besides theirs. Uh, it was a very high-scoring game. I don't recall the final score. Obviously, Jesus. If you've if you've never watched old hockey, they're all <laughs> very high-scoring. I don't watch new hockey. <laughs> old hockey is more exciting because the the goalies just roll out there with like a couch cushion strapped strapped to their legs, and they just <laughs> no mask. Like, just, oh, like, go ahead. In, like in like in uh, Mighty Ducks, right? <laughs> yes, it literally was. It was like District Five, but except every team. <laughs> Every team was District 5 with, like, one guy that could skate. All right. After the third quarter, we have a score of I Got Nothing with 515 points and Get Well Soon Michael Thomas with 400 points. So, Scott, you got it back down, thankfully, to uh, farther away from that 200-point mark. All right. Thank you, Brian Brothers. the fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, like father, like son. Question two, four in a row. Question three, Rookie record. Question four, elevation matters. Question five, non-power five. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. All right, now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one. What father and son duo share the NBA record? For the most field goals made in a quarter, we we can uh, check in, Mason. I know this for a fact. Okay. All right. Get well soon. Michael Thomas has checked in. I got nothing. Go ahead and talk it out. First thought: LeBron and LeBroni. For sure. <laughs> it's another one of those Gretzky records. <laughs> Before Brown even steps on the court, it's 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 over. It's done. Shake it in. Uh, uh, my first thought would be the Thompsons. Oh, that. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll check in with the Thompsons for a great wager of zero points. I got nothing. Checks in with the Thompsons for zero points. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. What did you check in with, and what was your wager? Uh, we wagered 80 points and went with Bill and Luke Walton. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we also went with Clay and Michael Thompson. Both teams are correct. The answer is David and Clay Thompson. David had 13 in the first quarter in 1978, while Clay had 13 made field goals in the third quarter in 2015. 
Sorry, yeah, I misspoke. Formal Michael's, protest. Michael's Clay's brother. Sorry about that. Formal, formal protest. Mm-hmm. No, no points. The Thompsons. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even catch that, actually. Oh. Very nice. Ah, I'm feeling generous tonight. Oh. To All right, well, there's we see which side he's on. There's going to be a written protest now. With 80 points gained, get well soon. Michael Thomas closes the gap. Score now of 515 for I Got Nothing and 480 for Get Well Soon. Question number two. In four in a row, only 10 times in MLB history has a team hit back to back to back to back home runs in a game. What pair of brothers contributed a home run in three of those 10 occurrences happening in 2006, 2007, and 2010? All right. You good with that, uh, Eric? I'll take it. All right. We'll check in. I got nothing has checked in. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. Feel free to talk it out. All right. So I don't think this is the Molinas. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of some brothers that would be active around that time. I can't. I, I don't think it's Jason and Jeremy Giambi. No, not not that 2010. No. Not Jeremy for sure. Definitely not. Jason was still kicking, but um, I'm like blanking on thinking of. Oh, the Uptons, BJ and Justin. But they weren't really like home run. I mean, Justin was, but yeah, but I mean, maybe. We uh, we'll check in for 80 points with the Uptons. All right, get well soon. Michael Thomas checks in for 80 points with the Uptons. I got nothing. What did you guys come up with? And how much did you wager? I'm pretty sure we just uh, it was the Drews, JD and Steven. And uh, so I said, Eric, is that good? He said, Yep. I said, All right. So we uh, checked in with the uh, with the Drews for. Uh, points. I got nothing checks in with the Drews for 100 points. And one team will be getting points. The correct answer is JD and Steven Drew. Damn. Sorry, Mason. I mean, I'm, I wasn't sure about it either, so that's all good. JD for the Dodgers in 2006 and Red Sox in 2007. Steven for the Diamondbacks in 2010. And they also had another brother, Tim, that played in the big leagues. He was pitch for the Expos. Score after question number two. I got nothing with 615. Get well soon, Michael Thomas, with 400. Moving on to question number three. What quarterback holds the NFL record for the most passing touchdowns in a season by a rookie? I'm good with that answer, Eric, if you want to check that in. All right, we're checked in. All right, I got nothing has checked in. Get well soon. Feel free to talk it out. Yeah, Mason, that was my first thought too was was Baker, but I, I thought he tied it. Well, I mean, if he tied it, then that would still be right. Well, I but, mean, it would be two right answers if he tied it. Yeah, but no one after Mayfield would have broken it. Well, that would have been last year. Yeah, I mean, that was the. I just remember that off the top of my head. I don't yep. I do too. I think that we should go with that just because I remember him at least tying it. Yeah. Maybe he did, you know, maybe he did break it, you know, like week, you know, week 17 or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more than 50% sure. That was the first thing that came to mind when I thought about that record. Yeah. Check it in. All right. We'll check in with Baker Mayfield for 80 points. 
All right, get well soon. Michael Thomas checks in with Baker Mayfield for 80 points. I got nothing. What did you check in with and how much did you wager? So we um, checked in with Baker Mayfield and I know he passed uh, Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning um, who were tied with a move 26. Um, so yeah, our answer was Baker Mayfield and we uh, wagered 100 points. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Baker Mayfield with 27 touchdowns his rookie season in 2018, where he only started 13 games. And yes, he did pass Manning and Wilson, who were tied with 26. Very nice. All right, score update after question number three of the fourth quarter. I got nothing with 715. Get well soon, Michael Thomas, with 480. Moving on to question number four. In Elevation Matters, what Division I team plays their home football games at an elevation of 7,220 feet, the highest in Division I football? Um, yeah, let's check in with that. I got nothing is checked in. Get well soon, Michael Thomas. Feel free to talk it out. I don't know, Mason. I elevation's not my strong suit. We're lo- we're looking at something most likely in the the West Mountain West kind of. Yeah. So Colorado, Colorado State, Air Force seem like obvious answers because Colorado's very high. <laughs> Yeah, of course. That's why Tevin Coleman can't play there because of his sickle cell. Right. Just because it's not an obvious Colorado, I'm thinking Air Force maybe just because it's yeah. said, kind of it's a Colorado school, but it's not one you immediately think of. I'm thinking that might be ideal. Cool. Check it in. All right. We'll check in with uh, Air Force 480. Get well soon. Michael Thomas has checked in with Air Force 480. I got nothing. What did you check in with and what was your wager? Yeah, we, uh, so apparently both Eric and I have both been there. Um, I did a couple competitions at their practice facility, uh, Colorado Springs. So we checked in with the Air Force Academy. I got nothing also checks in with the Air Force Academy. And what was your wager? Uh, sorry, 100 points. Unfortunately, both teams have gotten it incorrect. The, cor- the correct answer is the University of Wyoming Cowboys. Mason had it on his list. Question number five. What school was the most recent non-Power 5 school to have a player drafted number one overall in the NFL draft? All right, John, we can check in. We're we're also checked in. Both teams have checked in. Let's go to get well soon, Michael Thomas. What was your answer and what was your wager? Um, so this came to me right away. I think we had a Dean's list a while back. It was like the last 10 number one picks. And he was on there. The 2013 number one pick was Eric Fisher from Central Michigan. We checked in with that for 80 points. All right. Get well soon. Checks in with Central Michigan for 80 points. I got nothing. What did you check in with and what was your wager? So it was a NFL draft question. So I was all over this. I wish we had more of these on this podcast. So anyway, we also checked in with um, Eric Fisher from Central Michigan, who was uh, in between, what was it, um, 
Clowney and Luck in the draft. Both teams checking in with Central Michigan. I got nothing. Wagered 100. Get well soon with 80. And both teams are correct. The answer was Central Michigan. The Chiefs drafted Eric Fisher, tackle, number one overall in the 2013 NFL draft. After the Chiefs had a 2-14 season in 2012 under the guidance of Romeo Crennel. Ooh. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Get well soon, Michael Thomas finishes with 480 points. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Tyler Thigpen Award with 715 points, is I Got Nothing. Great game, fellas. Nice work, uh, Eric and JJ. And uh, anything uh, you guys would like to say before we call it a night? Awesome, awesome game. I loved it. Um, you did an excellent job for coming on with us, and uh, I, I appreciate you know everything you've done so far. Ah, thank yeah. you, Eric. Yeah, John, it was great, man. Uh, Notice a little theme. You like the brothers and the the siblings, so um, <laughs> yeah, quite a quite a few questions with that, but definitely a great game, man. I understand. I think we all understand how tough question writing can be sometimes so uh we do appreciate that and it was just a fantastic game man so thank you for that yeah absolutely loved it thank you mason or scott (laughs) yeah we know how this works typically they tee us up for it (laughs) not for losers Uh, yeah right Use or anything. That's the, yeah, that's okay. All right, we'll keep the bench warm. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> um, no, all I have to say is, is, John, this was one of my favorite games question-wise for sure. It was mm-hmm. well-rounded in a lot of different areas. Great questions, clues for the questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a wrestling question. We got draft questions. Like, you know, everything was, was good. This was a great game written by you. Come back anytime and write games for us. Absolutely. And thank you so much also for, for being a patron, for being the historian, for, you know, for everything that you've done and the liking that you've taken to us. So none of this is possible without people such as yourself. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Scott. Well, I can just echo those words. I agree with everything Scott just said. Um, so thank you again for everything you've done. It's been fantastic. Great game. Like all they said. Well, someone who's been working with uh, John on this for at least a month now, right, John? Yeah. I, we've went over this uh, a few times, and uh, as soon as I saw his questions, I knew it was high quality, and I knew it was worth coming on the show, and uh, I really, really appreciated it. I knew for the first time having a guest host, he would knock it out of the park, and uh, some it's funny. He's messaging me saying that he's got some nervous jitters. I'm like, dude, you're doing fantastic. You did fantastic today. So thank you very much, John. I really appreciate all the work and effort you put into this and contributing to the show and all the stuff, man. You're fantastic. Really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. This was uh, first time uh, actually ever doing any podcast. So uh, really appreciate the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, look forward to contributing in any way I can to the uh, to the podcast. So thank you, gentlemen. Uh, great game tonight. I'll be looking forward to listening to the future episodes. John, I want to say one thing. Um, nervous jitters or not, um, I will tell you right now that your episode was way better than the first one I did. So Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think uh, Nervous Jitters, fantastic questions, great presentation, great everything, has earned uh, John the ability to say the last line of the episode. Go for it, John. Thanks for listening to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP. Alright, so everyone tell sell a story about why you can't stand JJ. Uh, uh because yeah, I told him I wanted to fight Edward Dolaire. I mean, him just to do that. Really on purpose. That I'd anything. have to clear my entire day to come up with the entire list. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> why am I the laughing stock of this damn podcast, man? <laughs> Listen to me. I said I didn't. I didn't also, he's this. an Xbox guy, and I don't like Xbox. Hey, guys. hey, uh, hey. Eric, you get a pass though because you play MLB The Show, which I know isn't on Xbox. Oh, I have everything. Exactly. That's why I'm saying you get a pass. Eric, Eric, we gotta we gotta play some Madden, man. I hate Madden this year. It's me too. Said that like three hundred times. When are you just gonna do it? Jeez. So bad. It's like will they or won't they? Jeez. (laughs) That's like Ross and Rachel. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. Everyone, shut up now. Sorry, Eric. Wait, what? Screw everything up. Listen, what am I? Matt, what, what, at what point did you say you were muting yourself? When was yeah. that again? When, when is this happening? As soon as you guys shut up. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat>